Welcome to Prophecy Countdown with author and pastor Kenneth Baer. Join us every week for the latest updates on what the Bible has to say about the events, the characters, and prophetic signs of the return of Jesus Christ and His coming kingdom. Make sure you not only subscribe, but like your favorite episodes and share it with your friends. Now, on with the broadcast. Welcome. The title of my teaching today is Look Up, and that's some great advice for today. Welcome to Prophecy Countdown. I'm Pastor Ken. We provide two updates each week, uh, one on Sunday, one on Wednesdays. Our Sunday premieres at uh, 1 p.m. and on Wednesday at 11 a.m. on YouTube, and then followed by that on many, many podcast channels. On Wednesdays, our updates are always prophecy-related. We love answering questions. If you do have a question, send us an email at prophecycountdownpodcast at gmail.com. That's prophecycountdownpodcast at gmail.com. I love responding to all of our emails, and that's how we get a lot of these topics that we cover, uh, not only on Wednesday, but also on Sunday. Now, today my message again is called Look Up. It actually comes from a verse in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 21, verse 28. Um, Jesus says this. He says, now when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. Now, the context of this verse is key, and we find this verse in chapter 21 of Luke, which is Jesus addressing the disciples and the question they ask him as follows. We see the question clearly uh, that the disciples asked in all three gospel accounts, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. I like the way it's reported in Matthew. Most of my teaching today will be from the gospel of Luke, but I love the way that Matthew uh, phrased this question. It says this in Matthew 24, it says, Now as he sat, that's Jesus, sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us, when will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? You know, Jesus had just told them what was going to happen, and actually did happen less than 40 years following. As Jesus had said to them, he said, Do you not see all these things? Assuredly, I say to you, not one stone Not one stone will be left upon another. There shall not be torn down. Now, remember that this is in uh, in Israel. Uh, At the time, it was called Judah. Judah was the land of the Jews. Uh, Jerusalem was the capital. The city of David had been for for over a thousand years. And the temple was the heart of the city. It was the hub. The temple reminded people and truly was the presence of God. It was the protection of God, and it also represented the provision of God. The last time the temple had been destroyed was 600 years earlier. 600 years earlier, King Nebuchadnezzar II came into Jerusalem. He was the king of the Babylonian Empire. And they besieged Jerusalem for a number of weeks. And uh, the prophet Jeremiah in particular, but also Ezekiel, had warned the Jews that they would be punished. They would be punished for their idolatry and disobedience. And they were sent into captivity uh, into Babylon. And the temple was completely destroyed. So you can imagine that when the disciples hear that uh, Jesus saying, do you see this temple? It's all coming down. Not one stone's going to be left on another. This would cause a a great deal of questions on the part of the disciples. 
So they asked the, the, Jesus the question, when? <laughs> When's this going to happen? When will this temple be destroyed? What will be the sign of your coming? And what will be the end of the age? Now, we, Matthew phrases this question as three. But from the disciples' point of view, they were probably asking just one question. The, the destruction of the temple was obviously to them what amounted to the end of the world. Uh, scholars point out, however, that there were really three questions, and Jesus answers uh, their question as if it was actually three. By the way, this, this teaching that, that I'm giving you today is, is from the, what's called the Olivet Discourse. It's called the Olivet Discourse because Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives when he was talking to his disciples. And this is right before Jesus went to the cross. Now, the first thing Jesus says after they ask him this question is, take heed that you be not deceived. Pay attention to that. Jesus says, Take heed that you do not be deceived. This is the very first sign that Jesus is giving, deception. It's the very first thing that Jesus says about the end times, about his coming. Uh, Possibly was even relevant in the first century to the Jews and the Christians that remained in Jerusalem at the time that, that uh, uh, Titus, a future emperor of Rome, came in and destroyed Jerusalem as well as the temple. Deception. You know, deception was the tool that Satan used in the Garden of Eden. The devil deceived Eve with a, a simple question that looked innocent, uh, but was actually full of deceit. If you remember, the devil came to Eve and he said, Has God indeed said, you shall not eat of every tree in the garden? You see that just as little subtle change there. But then later he goes for the jugular. He says, he says you will not surely die. And God had told them that when they eat of that, of the fruit of the tree in the center of the of the garden, uh, that's that's uh, that's forbidden to them. They will surely die. So the devil, in essence, is deceiving them. He's telling them to ignore God's very specific and very dire warning. Now, speaking of deception, the apostle Paul also echoed similar warnings on numerous occasions. He warned that false teachers led by different spirits, would preach a different gospel than Jesus preached. He told Timothy, for example, he says, now the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times, get that? In the latter times, the latter days, some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and teachings of demons. You know, today, deception is so common uh, that we actually expect it, don't we? We expect it from our politicians, we expect it from our salesmen, we expect it from corporations, sometimes even from our employers. Uh, there's a name for it today, it was coined a few years ago, and it's fake news. Uh, it's one thing, uh, fake news, it's one thing to have talking heads on TV give us fake news about the latest economic forecast or COVID or updates on terrorism or the political landscape. But people are being deceived today on a much grander and much more serious scale. Uh, there's people that are telling us that men can be, become women and women can become men and uh, that there are many genders. There's just not two genders, but there are as many genders as there are uh, letters in alphabet soup. Jesus says, look up. When this begins to happen, look up. Your redemption is nigh. It means it's coming. Jesus is coming. You know, Jesus gives us some very ominous predictions about what will take place just prior to his second coming. 
Jesus says there will be great earthquakes in various places and famines and pestilences. There will be even fearful sights and great signs from heaven. Uh, this is all in, uh, in uh, the Gospel of Luke, Matthew, and Mark as well. All echo the same thing. Jesus has this, one thing he says, uh, I want to pick up on. He says, nations will rise against nations. Did you know that that word nations in the Greek, the translation, is of the Greek word ethnos? It's where we get our, our word ethnicities uh, or ethnics. Um, th- this is what we're seeing today. There are many people that are, 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 are pitting one ethnic group against another. It has not always been that way, especially here in the United States. This was a melting pot. We all tended to get along, uh, but now it's one ethnic group against the other. But Jesus says, when these things happen, look up. You know, I remember a, a few years ago, uh, my wife reminded me that I was, I was giving a, a sermon on a very t- a, t- a similar topic and had mentioned this, this account that uh, Jesus said to look up. And she said, you know, it's interesting. As soon as I said, look up, what she thought of was how people are constantly, you know, looking at their, their cell phone device. They're, they're, have you seen this? Walking through the malls or at dinner or, and it, it looks like they should be having a conversation, but instead everybody's looking down and looking at their cell phone device. What a perfect time uh, at this time that we should hear these words of Jesus saying, look up. Look up. Stop looking at your cell phone. Uh, look up. Jesus is, is coming. You know, um, what better time? You know, Jesus says, at, oh, this is another thing in, in Matthew 24 and in Luke as well. Jesus says, and you'll be hated by all for my namesake. This is, this is one of the signs of his, of his second coming. You know, this is, this is true of, of Christians. In fact, it's, it's one thing that we have in common with the, with the Jews. Both the Christians and the Jews are horribly persecuted. Uh, the Jewish people are probably the most persecuted group in all of history for the last couple thousand years. The, the Jews have been persecuted literally by, by every nation and every people group. Now, the early Christian church, we know, faced horrible persecution initially from the Jews, but then for a period of over almost 300 years by 10 Roman emperors. And Jesus said there would be waves of persecution. Jesus said, you'll be hated by all, by all for my namesake. And literally for the last 2,000 years, the church has been persecuted. Uh, however, there's been waves of persecution. You know, starting in 624 AD, Mohammed you know, Mohammed, he began his plunder of, Mo, uh, of, of uh, the nations around and the people groups around him. Mohammed in 624 led a raid for booty and plunder to Mecca. Uh, the people at the time were primarily pagans. They were not uh, Muslim, they were pagans. And then beginning in 632, the followers of Mohammed went on the offensive and conquered much of what we know as the Arabian Peninsula, with present-day Saudi Arabia, all through ancient Palestine, into Syria, into Lebanon. Uh, many of the people there that were put to the sword were Christians, particularly in Palestine, Lib- uh, Lebanon, Syria, and then into northern Africa, and then uh, present-day Turkey, which was then known as the Eastern Roman Empire, or sometimes known as the Byzantine Empire. You know, annually, Uh, there are more than 200 million Christians that experience persecution. And and the worst type of persecution, such as rape and murder, are at the hand of of Muslims. 
you know, other countries such as North Korea and China contribute as well. Um, and overall, there's over 100,000 Christians annually uh, that are martyred each year. And Jesus said this would be a, a sign. And what did Jesus say? When these things begin to happen, look up. Now, in the Olivet Discourse, Jesus speaks of the events of the seven years of tribulation prior to his second coming, particularly the final three and a half years, which Jesus coined to be the great tribulation. For example, he says this in verse 25 of, uh, of Luke 21, and there will be signs in the sun, the moon, and in the stars, and on the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them from fear and expectation of those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. My friends, that's what's known as the second coming. Jesus returns to the earth. Every eye will see him. And he ends up right back where he left from the Mount of Olives. And then Jesus says this in verse 28, which is our key verse for today. And when these things begin to happen, look up, lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. Did you get that? Jesus says when these things begin to happen, you see, my friends, the Bible teaches that you and I, those of us that are believers in Jesus Christ, that he died on the cross for our sins, that he rose on the third day, that he ascended into heaven, that he's coming back again. Uh, the true believers, the Bible says, will be counted worthy. This is what it says in Luke chapter 21, verse 36. Jesus says, watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. You know, my friends, the Bible teaches very, very clearly that before the seven years of tribulation, before the Antichrist is revealed, we, the church, that is restraining the evil one, will be taken away. We will be taken out. We will be raptured. You know, Jesus promised just, be, just as he was going away to prepare a place for us, the bride, he would return for us so that we would always be with him. That is what's known as the rapture of the church. Jesus comes back and redeems his bride prior to the seven years of tribulation. The Apostle Paul tells us this, and it's in chapter, uh, uh, chapter 4 of 1 uh, Thessalonians, the beginning in verse 16. Let me read it to you. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. Comfort one another with these words. I was in Bible study this morning, and one of the gentlemen at the table with me, we were talking about the rapture, this, this, this very verse. And he was saying, he said, I, I hope I'm there at the rapture. And I said, you know, you will be. I said, the rapture says that it's the, both the dead in Christ and then we who are alive. So you're not going to miss it. If you're in Christ, you will be there. My friends, Jesus is returning again soon. Uh, we have the signs all around us that something is about to happen. Nations, people, situation, and circumstances are all converging to this appointed time. We see the signs, and Jesus said that when these begin to happen, 
and they're beginning to happen, what does he say? He says, look up. Look up. The Bible says that there will be a generation that will not die. This generation will usher in the coming of Jesus Christ as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And, the, and Jesus says, look up. Let's pray. So Father God, I want to thank you for allowing us to share this gospel with so many people on video and audio. We pray, Lord, uh, as this war continues in, in Israel and Gaza, we know that there's enemies of the Jewish people. They're determined to eradicate the Jewish people from the face of this earth. But Lord, we thank you, Lord, for your protection. We thank you for giving us every opportunity to share this message as well of your soon coming to our church. We know, Lord, that you have a plan, and we pray that all may come to faith in your son, Jesus Christ, so that their sins may be forgiven. Bless the listening audience, Lord, and give them peace in Jesus' name. Amen. Nearly every day, it's common to see, read, or hear something about the end of the world, the apocalypse, or end times. Author and pastor Kenneth Baer's The Apocalypse and Coming Kingdom zooms in and breaks down biblical prophecy as it relates to Jesus' imminent return and the coming seven-year period, including the Great Tribulation. Available in both paperback and Kindle versions. Get your copy on Amazon or at Barnes & Noble and select Christian bookstores. The title again is The Apocalypse and Coming Kingdom. You can also find it listed by author Kenneth Baer. Get your copy today. Thank you for joining us on Prophecy Countdown with Pastor Ken Baer. Don't leave without first sharing the latest episode with your friends. Be sure to join us again for the latest updates on Prophecy Countdown.